Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. All right, you guys, welcome to the midweek episode of the Temple Loop Podcast. We are live here on Spotify Live. As always, I am with my brother, Kings. Kings, what's going on, my guy? Man, we, we chilling, man. You know, everybody complaining about the type of hoops they was just watching, but uh, <laughs> I could have I told you that was coming. Yeah, um, I got to give you your credit. Just jumping right into this Miami-Boston series. All season, you were not moved by the, by the Miami Heat. You kept uh, saying the same thing. How are they going to score when it matters? <laughs> <laughs> and here we are. They just cannot get a bucket. I, I remember watch, just watching that in the first half, even when they were winning, just looking at the quality offense. I was just like, this isn't sustainable. Sooner or later, one of the Boston players going to wake up, ended up being Jalen Brown. He had a monster second half, finished with 25 on 10 to 19. And it just got ugly. I, I, they made a run late, but 93 down by 20 plus at one point. It was just nasty in the second half. Do you think this series is over, or do you think Miami pushes to seven? The series is over, man. The series is over. Celtics just need to wrap it up and rest up for the for the Warriors. You know, this series is done. I told you, Tyler Harrow's your second best player or your second best scorer. You're not going anywhere. <laughs> just, that's just how it works. Jimmy Butler, as good as he is, if he's your best scorer, you're just you're not going anywhere. That's just how it works. So, you know, what I mean, like you have a bunch of people talking about, oh, we made the most threes in the during the during the course of the season. We'll be fine offensively. You know how many years I've heard that? You know how many years I've heard we made the most threes in the regular season and they come to the playoffs, they don't make anything like you hear this like every single year. This is every single year in the NBA. And that's just NBA history for everybody. Like you live by the three, you die by the three. Like that's just how it works. So Miami doesn't have and didn't have any versatility offensively. It was Jimmy Buck. It was Jimmy Butler trying to create driving, get into the line, and it was Bam DHOs or Bam trying to you know try try to be his you know discount Patrick Ewing, get his discount Patrick Ewing on. You know what I mean? <laughs> like that was their best offense all playoffs. And you know it's just that Tyler here, 20 points per game off the bench. It's nice. Like I said, that all that is nice when. You know, you're up and down the regular season. Teams, you know, they just trying to run their stuff. You know what I mean? They're not honing in. But in the playoffs, they honing in. They making him defend. They tearing, they wearing down his legs. And you know what? Those those shots he hitting in the regular season, oh, they're short. Oh, it's more energy I have to re- I take going to the rim because I have to defend now. They're making me defend every possession. It's like, bro, this is playoff basketball. If if you know what I mean, if you if you live by a three and you have inconsistent scores at the top. Your offense is going to be terrible, and that's exactly what you saw in Miami Heat. Um, the Celtics, you know, like we know they lack uh, the facilitators, but they have the scorers: Jalen yeah. Brown, Jason Tatum. Even, you know, Horford has always been a quality scoring big. You know, even at old age, that's how he's always been able to give you at least ten to twelve consistently. Uh, Derek White, you know, he can give you a, t- uh, a double digit uh, scoring performance 
Marcus Smart can give you double-digit scoring performance. So they have guys who can get you a bucket here and there. And obviously they have two, you know, premier scorers. So it it's just it was just a no-brainer to take the Celtics going in. They have more offensive talent and defensively, at best you could say they were even. You know what I mean? So it, it was just it was, the Celtics just doing what they're supposed to do. Yeah, and all this talk about the three-point shooting, I think what we learned the last few playoffs, just this whole era in general, is just a diverse offense is going to win. you got to be able to get it from, from all three levels. And we'll get into this series next, but that's what's frustrating about watching the Mavericks play, that they have three guys who can create off the dribble. They're just insisting on getting up 53s a game against the Warriors, and you become predictable at that point. That's probably the most frustrating part watching mm-hmm. that series. But I just think you got to be a more diverse deep in the playoffs. The defenses are so good. you got to all three levels have to be an option. And yeah. you look at Jimmy, he just doesn't look as confident. Obviously, I think he, I think he is banged up. He doesn't look as confident shooting the ball as he did the first couple of series. I don't know right. if that has to do with defense in front of him or, you know, him being uncomfortable because of the injury, but it's clear that he's just not playing with the same level of confidence that he had in the previous two series. Yeah, I mean, if you have that knee inflammation, you know, you always have to wonder if that's taking out his juice, trying to get his twos, especially a guy like that. You know, he's not somebody who's going to create space from his three-point shooting threat. So yeah. he's going to have to exert more energy against the rim. And you kind of wonder if that knee inflammation kind of limited his impact of, you know, getting to his spots, getting to the rim, being able to finish tough twos. Like, um, yeah, it's it, it's tough, you know. Um, but this is the playoffs. <laughs> it's war of attrition. Um, I will say this. I will say this. I think next season, I think next season we will finally get, um, I think we'll finally get a non, a non, a not as bad injury filled year. And I think we'll get that because we'll finally have the full off season for everybody. No Olympics, no, no short off season because of COVID. So I think we'll finally see a healthier year next season. I think that's what that's what will happen. Yeah, I definitely hope that's the case. Uh, the the full, first full off season in, in a couple of years will help. I just think that with the way the, the pace the game is increased with, and you know the style these guys play with, and the and you know it, just, it takes a toll over eighty two games. You know what I mean? It's just it's, it's a much more physically taxing game. You know the pace is higher. It's not as you know. It's just a lot of up and down. It's like it's like driving on the freeway constantly, and I just think that's right. You know that that's a factor as far as all these injuries go. But yeah, I'm I'm, I'm hoping that we get a, a less injury field season next year. I got to ask you, looking at Miami's roster, this is it, right? I mean, I'm not it, but this this is their peak with this level of talent. They need a guy, right? This they made the conference finals. It just you know they just they got to find a guy to put the ball in the bucket. They, I love their role players, like. P.J. Tucker, championship role player. They got something in Vincent. They found something in Caleb Martin. Uh, Struce, obviously, I like. He was way off today, but I like Struce long term. They just, I got, I got to put this in the air. Bam, bam, hero. Couple big, couple picks for MB. Ooh, you saw the tweet, huh? <laughs> I got, I got yeah. I thought that that's where I was going. I was like, you saw MB put it out there. You know, you know. People are going to talk, but you know, Bam Hero, couple picks for, for, uh, for MB. Well, 
man. <laughs> you go. You might as well trade Harden at that point too. <laughs> I'm, I'm just, I'm just putting it out. I'm just floating it out there. Uh, it out. Nah, I mean they'll, they'll, they'll offer it. They'll offer it for sure. No way, no way. Murray says yes to that. No way, no way. Well, I think that's one of those things. If, if, if Joel asks out, you don't just, you know, automatically make that. I think even if he asks out, you need they'll, make, they'll make him try one more time with Harden before they blow no. it all up. I just gotta float it out there. I had to put it out there. See, see what the, see what the temperature was on that one. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Let's move on to the series, the Western Conference Finals. Dallas staved off elimination, 119-109. I'm so tired of this help talk, but for lack of a better word, Luka got his quote-unquote help, even though Brunson's averaging 20 on like 50, 40, 90 for the series, but whatever. Um, <laughs> but Bullock after an offer, 6-3, 6-10. Finney, mm-hmm. Smith, 23. Luka he wasn't even that efficient. 10 for 26, did they have 30, 14, mm. and 9? Um, no team has ever come down, back down to 3-0. I don't think it's going to happen. My mm. one concern for the Warriors is you just never know with these injuries. You know, the core is slightly older. You want to get this out the way and get guys off their feet. I think that's the concern. Um, just w- w- what is your take as this series goes to game six tomorrow? Yeah, I mean, I mean, you know, Warriors, they just wanted to go home. They wanted to they wanted to handle that home, and they're going to handle that home. That's just what's going to happen. They're going to come home. The role players are going to shoot, make their shots. Curry going to make his shots. Clay going to make his shots, and this series is going to be over. A shout-out to Dallas. You know, they Luka, he got his one win. You know what I mean? <laughs> beat, the, beat the sweep allegations. So he got he got his legacy. He got his legacy up, got his numbers. Successful playoff run, you know. As a uh, as John as John Rivers would say, stats over wins. Lucas' uh, playoff trip was successful. And uh, you know, for the Warriors, you take a win. Back to the finals yet again. You know what I mean? You talk about all the jokes, all the slander. Why didn't you draft LaMelo? As Maples has been on the primary driver of that bandwagon. <laughs> Why didn't you draft Lamelo? Why didn't you do this? Why didn't you do that? Oh, guess what? They're back in the finals. They didn't have to do any of that. <laughs> and they probably gonna win too. As much as I hate to admit, they probably gonna win too. So, man, light years. It's the nickname was well earned, and it still applies, fellas. We have not, we have not escaped hell. We are still in it. <laughs> I don't mind because anything but Boston. So, but I feel Kings on Kings side of it being as you know, uh, clutch. You know what I mean? Um, I gotta ask you this. So, uh, a straw poll was taken amongst Warriors media who will have a vote. And right now, the consensus consensus from that group is that Andrew Wiggins is going to win the. Western Conference Playoffs MVP award or the Conference Finals MVP award. Um, hmm. 
That would be hilarious. It'd be wrong, 100% wrong, but hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> what What is your take on that? When I first told you this, we both like we both laughed out loud. But what What is your take on on that little straw poll being taken? The brand is 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 healthy, bro. The brand is healthy. <laughs> Business is booming. Wigan stock is at all time high. All star starter, Western Conference Finals MVP, first in history. Man, I can't lose. Can't lose. Even when I lose, I win. This is just fantastic. Andrew Wiggins will be a champion. He'll have a Western Conference Finals MVP, and he will be an All Star starter. The brand is healthy. It doesn't make any sense. It shouldn't happen. But you know what? Wiggins success and unanimous misery is is gospel to me, and I will enjoy every bit of it. Yeah, I think the funnier part of it is. Is that the national media? This is like the, the the Warriors beat guys who cover the team. It's like they watch the team and understand what's going on. And the fact that Wiggins still came out ahead in, in the preliminary straw poll was very hilarious to me, given like the source of it. That was the crazy part to me. <laughs> um, obviously, obviously, I, I think it should be Steph. Steph's been his conference finals numbers like historically have been great. Uh, oh, I think yeah. Cam made a great point. He's probably the best conference, Western Conference Pilots performer we've seen, you know, since Kobe. And if Wiggins, if Wiggins wins that award, I just – I might just stay off the timeline for the day and just read, man. That would be hilarious. I'm going to enjoy every bit of it. I'm going to enjoy the tears. <laughs> I'm going to enjoy pushing the propaganda. We are here. We are here, Maples. We are here. <laughs> man. So – we both are the, both in agreement. We think it's over tomorrow, right? We think so. We think the finals is going to be set. We think we both picked Boston in six. Uh, I picked Warriors in seven in this series, but I think it's going to be over. I think Dallas got their one win. I doubt they pull that shooting again on the road. So you pretty yeah, much got the NBA final see. set in our eyes, at least. I mean, they still got to play the games. You know, history will be made at some point. I don't think it's going to be with this series. So we'll see what happens. Moving yeah. on to moving on to what you know, King's favorite topic, the Los Angeles Lakers front office. Oh boy, oh brother. So they just, I, I'm really miffed. So they keep sending these smoke screens up, like you know, keeping Russell Westbrook is on the table. And the issue is, from everybody who's reporting and, and talking to people, according to their you know quote unquote sources. The issue is the Lakers are very hesitant to come off those 2027-2029 picks to get off Westbrook. With that being said, they are interviewing coaches, and part of the questioning process clearly, based on the guys reporting, is that they are asking coaches how to better utilize Russell Westbrook opposed to what Frank Vogel was doing. How do you feel about this, my brother? Let it go. What else is there to say, man? Like honestly, <laughs> it's they don't wanna they don't wanna give up picks to get rid of rest rest. But at the same time, they also don't wanna uh rebuild. It's they doing that weird stuff again, but they're not picking they're not making a decision. And I don't know what to say anymore with that with that front office. I don't know what, what's going on over there. But uh if Russell Westbrook is there, if they if they pick a candidate 
like Doc Rivers somehow, Mark Jackson, I don't know. If they don't do the right thing and with the coach hire, if they keep rest, man, I don't know what to say. I don't know what to say. Find a second team if you're a Laker, if you're a Laker fan at that point. Hey, my Pelicans hoodie came in today. Got, <laughs> it's Nike. It's legit. So I'm, I'm I'm ready. As soon as I get that, you know, that training camp roster, I see zero in there. I already know what time it is. I just I feel like the season's only been over for about the regular season's been over for like six weeks. I don't think people realize how bad it was with that guy for for 82 games. Mm-hmm. Like that, that <laughs> like people are talking about the coach. Like it's only so much an NBA coach can do. You know what I mean? Like people are like, I don't know how you make a guy who has to play off ball because LeBron's going to be your primary decision maker and who's not, you saw that graph. He had the highest shot quality in the NBA and was the worst shooter with it. Mm -hmm. Like they put a chart out. He's in, he's in the only guy on the bottom right in his own by himself. You know what I mean? It's, it's what coach, what, what do you do schematically to make that work? Kings. If it's even possible. I don't know if it is, bro. <laughs> I, I really just don't know if it is. You got any ideas, bro? I don't. I, my thing is I, I was being the – trying to be – you know, I, I, I had developed this reputation as being the super negative Laker fan on Twitter. So I, you know, put my rose-colored sunglasses on. I was like, maybe this could work. I see the see the – Vision, trying to ease Braun's workload during the regular season. If anything, Westbrook does eat possessions. And I remember after, like, 15 games, I was like, this is not going to work. I'm sorry. Like, after 15 games, I was like, this is cooked. Yeah, if for me, for me, bro, if I'm going to keep it real, unless they unless they trade Anthony Davis for Kevin Durant, there's no way that Russell Westbrook <laughs> that's Like, that's – that's just Bob line. That is the perfect segue because the other drama we have to do, talk to deal with today, is dealing with the Brooklyn Nets. So the homie Christian Winfield at Chris Splash, that is the homie. Follow him. Give him a follow. He wrote a very interesting report today about the Nets being unwilling to extend Kyrie. It's looking for looking like that's going to go towards a divorce. And the domino effect is that that is going to have implications on what Kevin Durant is going to do as far as playing. What was your reaction to that? I'm trying to pull up the tidbits now for you to read some tidbits if you hadn't read it. What is your reaction to that report that dropped this morning? Yeah, my reaction, bro, is they better get it together. Um, Kyrie's not the person to play with when it comes to a situation like that. Um, you know how he is. He's very strong in his, in, in his beliefs. He's willing to uh, stand firm if he feels like he's being mistreated, if he feels like, you know, um, there's some type of uh, negativity against him, he's willing to walk away from or leave his the situation. And uh, KD has made it clear he wants to play with Kyrie. If Kyrie is not there, the Nets have a mess on their hands. So they better get together. Um, the, the meeting will happen, as as people have let me know. The meeting <laughs> is coming soon. So they will have that meeting with uh, Kyrie. 
how that goes and what's to come after the fact will send domino effects because if they don't give Kyrie the extension, he will demand for a trade and he will not play until he gets traded. They will have to trade him. That's going to be in itself a triggering effect throughout the league. And then if KD asks out, that's another domino throughout the league. So we'll see. This offseason has a lot of interesting parts. It's a lot of things that can fall. And it's funny because teams do not have cap space. That's the funniest thing about this. Yeah, that the, the thing that what has the Nets in uh, in the pickle here, why Kyrie may have more leverage, is the way their cap situation is, they can't just let him go and get cap space. They're over the cap. You know what I mean? All The only thing he does if he walks is he lowers their luxury tax number. You know yep. what I mean? They're, all, they're already over the cap. They can't replace the number he walks out with, which is why it's kind of – Sean Marks is kind of playing with fire, which makes me think that it might be from ownership more so than the general manager. Oh, yeah, absolutely. I think that's gotta, the ownership. Yeah. <laughs> so, last couple of years, I was looking at Kyrie – and that's trying to establish something. He takes a sabbatical after the January 6th, you know, insurrection riots, misses some time, um, you know, visiting Indian reservations, things of that nature. In and out the lineup this year, refuses to get the jab, you know, respecting his decisions, only plays 29 games due to that. Clearly see the lack of continuity showing itself in the playoffs, and they're done. I just think they're looking for a, a little more consistency. They don't know if Kyrie can deliver that based on his track record. Yeah, they want consistency uh, in the NBA. Shout out to my brother Kyrie, always touching home with his roots. Um, but, you know, for the NBA, especially from owner standpoint, it's like they want what they pay for. And if they're not going to get what they pay for, they're not going to commit to, a, you know, a long-term deal. It's just the, that's the business of the NBA uh, this situation with Kyrie's is to give you a preview of what's to come come during the next uh, CBA um, negotiations. It's not going to be pretty. It's going to be a very, very, very drawn out process. And uh, yeah, I, I, that was my next. You know, as we get ready to close out and take some calls, if you guys are interested, hit the button. Um, based off how this this whole, I think the Lakers were fine because you know, if anything, LeBron LeBron's available. You know what I mean? Um, Westbrook plays. It's not so much them, but this net situation and the Philly situation with guys just, I'm not going to play, even though I'm under contract and continue to collect money and the fines right. are moving. That literally takes away from the game, from the, like the fan experience. Because like you pay to see certain, those, and these are like guys that people pay to see who are just like not playing for, you know, because they don't like their situation. So I think you're, that that next CBA is definitely going to be. I think they'll get more punitive with the with the missed games, with the not the missed games, but the the personal reasons or sitting out for trade. They're going to get more punitive for for guys with the punishments for guys missing for stuff like that. In my opinion, at least. Yeah, it's, it's Ben Simmons, Kyrie, yeah, Zion situation, yeah. Um, Harden situation. The list goes on and on. Like these are premier players. These aren't role players. These are like yeah. guys put butts in the seats. It's, you know what I mean? With getting big dollars, you know, 
it's it's gonna be it's gonna be ugly. The CBA is gonna be a very <laughs> long drawn out process. Um, right. Who knows how much games that will be played that season? <laughs> Man, all right, we got a call. I think based on the ad, he looks like a Nets fan, so we'll see. Sign deep, you there? Now I'm not a Nets fan, but I just need LeBron to get out of you know whatever Phil Jackson and Jeannie Buss are doing. <laughs> That's why I, I saw it closer. I see it's 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 LeBron, yeah, yeah. Kyrie, and KD in the Nets. Okay. Send Ben Simmons and Maya Jamba to back to LA. Um, but I just want to, I guess, get a couple of stuff on. Then I had a question asked at the end. Um, the heat trade you guys were th- um talking about, I actually think, I feel like the most likely option would be um Donovan Mitchell. Obviously, you got yeah. like D Wade and Utah, like you know, and they're like cool. I think. Um, I know like Bam and like Donovan Mitchell are cool, and I feel like he would line up kind of with Bam. Like, if you are wanting to keep Bam, they're kind of the same. I think they were the same draft. You could send, like, Picks, Hero, Duncan Robinson, and whatnot to, like, Utah. Hopefully, you know, they trade Rudy as well. Um, And I guess in terms of the finals, like uh, like Kings are saying, anyone but unanimous, like, can't let them get a fourth ring. Um, (laughs) And, like, I would feel more confident in them, but I mean, in the Celtics to win, but I like, I know Tatum is going to have a random game. Like, we scored 10 points on like three of 21. Jalen Brown's going to forget how to dribble with like Wiggins on him. And so, like, I, I feel like the Celtics are the better team, but I feel like the pedigree of the Warriors and like, you know, them just knowing what to do out like every point in the game will like carry them over. Um, and I guess my question was, Again, like in light of the, I guess the recent um, All NBA teams that came out, um, I was just like thinking about. Obviously, this is like a lot of projection in this question, but in terms of like the All Decade teams, in my view, I feel like Luca, Giannis, and Jokic are almost like locks for like you know three of the five spots because I feel like Luca's like gonna make All NBA at least another what six or seven years in this decade. Giannis probably going to win a ring, you know, be all NBA. And then Jokic has like 20% of the potential MVPs you could get in this decade. Obviously, that's a lot of projection. I just want to know if you guys kind of agree with that, or if you had something, you know, another opinion on that. Well, that, that's tough for me because it's 2022, so they won't have that all decade team until – 2030. I guess it's seven years <laughs> left or whatever. Yeah, you got another seven, eight years. That is – that's tough to project like that. But obviously, I think Luka and Joker are probably the obvious. Giannis is only 24 or 26, I'm sorry. So I think he ages well if he stays healthy. So, you know, I think those three are probably locks. But you just never know. Um, we always yeah. get a guy to come out of left field. That guy, uh, Vic, out of France. That's I what I'm saying. That's the center. I think that's the the biggest can't miss prospect we've had in, in some time. So we will see how that all works. But these guys do have to get in the game and they have to play and produce. So eight years out is tough to project on an all decade team. Like literally, it could be kids on that team that's in the eighth grade right now. You know what I mean? Or so. <laughs> but they'd, they'd only be in the league for like four years. So like, is Victor gonna be like Jokic already got like two MVPs? Is what my thing was. Even though, if, like, Victor is the next coming of, like, you know, prime Akeem mixed with, like, Dirk or whatever, like, would he – I don't think he'd, like, you know, 
have an MVP in like year two or something like that. Uh, yeah, exactly. I don't know what I was getting at. I mean, you never know. I mean, shoot, M- you know, MJ came out to the scene. He came out quick. You just never know. I guess that's that's just what it is. Yeah, that's that's honestly what it know. But speaking on your on your um on your earlier point, I thought it's interesting about the Miami Utah development, the way way. Because remember, if you look back how the Lakers got Pogasol, it was a former Laker in the other front office who did them a mm-hmm. solid. Yeah. So now that you brought that up, I could definitely see the way way. <laughs> You know, do it, do it, Miami. That's solid. If it came down to it, they just need a guy who can really score the basketball. Just like they got a guy who could just score. That's not dependent on the DHO. You know what I mean? Like I like to do a dribble handoff action, but when I say the Miami Heat be spamming that thing, and Boston's just switching, or if the guy can't shoot, they're just dropping, and it ends up into the shot clock. Smiles to throw something up. They just they got to figure it out. And Miami, I think Boston's biggest thing is. They play these lineups where all five guys can defend and switch. So there's no mismatch to be hunted. The guy has to be great to get a shot off. And Miami just doesn't have that guy. They got to get a guy who can just, who can get 20 outside of having offense ran for. I was almost finna tweet, but I didn't, I didn't know, you know, it's a, it might be still sensitive for the Wolves. I was almost finna tweet, hmm, cat, cat for Bam and Hero. <laughs> I was I was almost interested in, in, in you know thinking about that, but I didn't like it. I, I you know I, I still like Cat. I still like the versatility he brings to us. Um, I'm, I'm I think for the Wolves, I'm I'm all for trying to get the Hunte Murray. I don't know how we can do that, but that's my that's my prime the that's my prime guy right now for us. Yeah, man. So. We'll see, but I think Miami. This is Miami's ceiling right here. They're they're a conference finals team because I think Spo is the best coach in the league. I really believe that you know Jimmy is the best like tier two star in the league. Not quite a tier one guy, like the top of that tier two group. I just in the playoffs you need a superstar, man. That's just what it comes down to. You got to have a superstar to, to get you to championship level. Yeah, you know, it's you need stars or you need a superstar and you know a lot of depth. And uh, I think if Jimmy was a top five guy, this Heat team probably does win this series. Yeah, you know what I mean. I feel like he's also like obviously hurt though too. So and but like that keeps on happening him and Lowry. So I guess it is their ceiling. Yeah, speaking of that, I was just about to say. I'm getting so tired after Kyle Lowry plays well <laughs> once every two weeks to get the, the Lakers really didn't want to give up THT in, in the pick. Yeah. I'm like, it doesn't matter if Anthony Davis missed games he missed. Kyle Lowry was not going to elevate this team to the playoffs. Yeah, and like looking back on that season, if we did trade for Lowry, like they wouldn't have made the playoffs because Dennis, um, KCP, when like AD and Braun went down, they actually like beat Cleveland, Orlando, whatnot to like get to the seven seed. Then Lowry had like a foot issue or something, so like they would have missed the playoffs that year too. He had that great game against the Lakers, had everybody talking, and then he missed like <laughs> the next two weeks. If y'all remember the whole timeline of how it went, yeah. for the trade yeah. deadline, the Raptors played the Lakers, he went off, then he missed the next two weeks. <laughs> yep, that's exactly what happened. <laughs> it's 
it's funny because you know a lot of the trades uh, I mean somebody said that they shut Larry down but honestly um, I, I do agree with that but honestly he wasn't really that healthy I don't think he was really that healthy anyway um, but I will say this the Lakers funny enough the moves that they didn't make none of them actually would have helped them anyway outside of the the Buddy Hill trade probably would have been the only trade that would have been effective. Trading for DeMar, I think you still have the same problems because you go to the playoffs, DeMar kills your spacing, and you know what DeMar DeRozan does in the playoffs. doesn't need to be said. Uh, <laughs> Kyle Lowry, you obviously saw what he's doing. doesn't need to be said. I, I was always pushing for the Buddy trade because it made the most sense. You still kept your defensive guards in Caruso. Dennis, you had that premier shooting three, you got rid of Trez, so you can just, you know, find somebody else to plug in at the three spot, move AD to the five. It was right there for them. And they went with the most boneheaded trade I've ever seen. Because not only did they get rid of all their young wing talent, they also gave them a first round pick. That is that. You look back in retrospect, you gave up a first round pick to trade for over thirty Russell Westbrook. Like when you look at the transaction list, that is crazy. Crazy. I said it at the time and I don't think people like really I don't think it registered ahead how bad that was. Like I could have I could have stomached the rush trade knowing they had a first round pick that they could have used for somebody else. Or that they could have drafted a young player who would have been on this team that you could it's been like, oh, this is somebody who could fill in for depth, or this is somebody you can flip to get better. They wasted a first round pick on a washed vibe. Like, oh man. But all right, son deep, man. We appreciate you. We have the cap right, yeah, Appreciate it. Bro. Thank you. Way to add to the combo, bro. Alex, you there? Yeah, we here. What's going on, man? How you doing? What's going on, man? So I'm gonna just I'm I'm a Brian fan, but um or whatever. So you know, my my dog not in the fight, but you know we we all watching hoop or whatever. Like let's talk about the finals. Like y'all really think the Warriors like play, playing at like a super crazy high level, or y'all think you know the Mavericks just got limitations that they can exploit? I think it's this is one of those years where there's no like there's a championship team, but there's no all time great team. You know what I mean? So, like, they're a championship team. But I think in the playoffs, it's always about matchups. I think they match up really well with Dallas. I, I, I've been telling Kings all players. Same. I've been telling Kings all players, I hate what Dallas is doing offensively. You got three guys who can attack off the bounce and score at all three levels, and they keep driving just to hunt for threes and try to shoot 50 threes a game. Like, that's not how you're going to beat the Warriors, in my yeah. opinion. At least. I think Same. that's yeah. that's my issue. Um, I think, I mean, that that's – if it ends up being Celtics and Warriors, it's it's a pick 'em to me. I, I I would pick the Warriors in six or seven, personally, but it's a pick 'em. It's a two basketball. I don't think those games break ninety-five points. Honestly, those games don't break ninety-five points. Yeah, I don't. I I think I honestly, I mean, you know, granted, Boston is gonna have them games like uh the guy before me just said, where Tatum shoot four for nineteen, like once or twice, but. Man, I think if Boston, but they all also matched every bad game with the <laughs> generational game too. So it's like, 
they got at least two games where they just going to be unstoppable. You know what I mean? So I feel like the Warriors with the lackadaisicalness, I know that's not a full word or whatever, but like lackadaisical they are, like I don't feel like them turning the ball over that much. I don't think they can just erase leads and and play that way against the Celtics and still win that series just walking away like that. And the Celtics going to make them play one-on-one ball. Yeah. I was going to say um... – you know, Jordan Poole gonna have to work for them for those buckets, boy. Exactly, and I I don't think he's just the ISO. Like I think he gotta have people off balance and shit to like. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Closeouts and all that. Yeah. <laughs> I I think he got shit. I think he's definitely shifty, but it's gonna be it's gonna be tough because I think the Celtics are gonna be the team that I think they're gonna be the team that they're gonna look at Smart, they're gonna look at Tatum, they're gonna look at Jalen Brown. You know, they're gonna look at uh uh. Westbrook, Grant Williams, they're going to look at uh, Rob Will, and they're going to look at Horford and they be like, look, all our guys can switch, are smart defenders. We playing y'all straight up. Like, we playing y'all straight up, and we're going to make you be our guys in our scheme uh, off the dribble. And they're yeah. going to help off Draymond because they're not going to respect his scoring ability, and they're going to say, if you get past our guys, we're going to help off Draymond every single time. And we gonna dare you to stop that, and that's I think gonna be very challenging for Golden State, especially because the Celtics have a lot of length. You no know Golden State likes to turn the ball over, so that length is gonna really bother them. And I think on the mm-hmm. opposite end, remember I talked about uh, making Draymond pay offense uh, on, when he's on defense. Horford is gonna drag him out from being the elite rim side protection. Uh, not rimside protection, but the elite help side defender that he is, Horford is going to make him pay for trying to uh, to help off guys or him or Grant Williams. Because if you have, you know, Looney in, you know how great Looney's been playing, um, especially on the boards, Horford is going to drag him out. If you don't get out there, you saw Horford will make you pay. You saw that in the Buck series. You saw that Grant Williams will make you pay. So it's not – it's not going to be easy for Golden State at all. I do think they have more offensive firepower and more uh, cohesive offensive scheme. But, man, I would not be shocked if the Celtics win. Yeah, I, I think – go ahead, mate. I, I, I was going to say I think two matchups dictate a lot of how that series goes. The Wiggins on Tatum matchup is going to be huge mm-hmm. because they're probably going to ask Wiggins to defend him with very little help. Got to. And the other thing is Looney versus Time Lord. How that's going to work. See, my thing with that, yeah, I agree. Like, my thing is I don't think the Looney and Draymond lineup is going to be as effective in against the Celtics as it has been against other teams. I agree with like, that. Like, Horford and Robert Williams, like, I'm taking them over Looney and Draymond right now. Like, Draymond, honestly, like, I understand how much he impacted the game against the Grizzlies, like Zaire Williams, Jaron Jackson, Brandon Clark, Steven Adams. Them dudes was like, them dudes changed the series. Like, you know what I'm saying? And shit, the Warriors took off in game one when Draymond got ejected. Like, you know, lost game two. He can't, like, I'm not saying that's the only reason, but like, like, you know what I'm saying? Like, I don't know. Like, <laughs> like, cause the Celtics going, I think they're going to exploit like what the Warriors don't do well. Well, I think, yeah, I think, like, I think I've, we, me and Kings both said it's the two best defensive teams in the league, right? So yeah. you're going to have to struggle to score. I don't think those games are going to, 
barely break 90. It's going to be a lot of situational basketball. Can you get on board a 6-0 run here, 8-2 run here to take control of the game? It's going to come down yeah. to, you know, is Steph going to be great when it matters? Is Tatum going to be great when it matters? Is Clay mm-hmm. going to have one of those games where he goes crazy? Is Jay LeBron going to continue to shoot the leather off the basketball? It's just, you know, stuff like that. I think it's definitely going to be a heavyweight fight. Like, that's by no means a quick series in my opinion. No, 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 six minimum, but I, I for sure, probably seven, though, honestly. I like the fact that both teams will probably get almost a week in between the finals. I know you probably got other people wanting to get on, but just two things between Tatum, what would it mean for his legacy, his career, if he best player on the championship team? Same for Steph getting number four, you know, first finals MVP, all that shit. Like, what do it mean for the both of them to y'all? Man, so here, so for Steph, he does this in finals MVP. Man, that top 10 gets real. Somebody on the top 10 might be. <laughs> I don't know. I, I, I who coming you. out? Because I know that's the talk, so I just that's like who coming me, out. Me, like, me and Kings probably, probably would do a topic on this, but somebody might have to get out that top ten, my brother. If Steph does this, it finishes it off. Plays extremely well in the finals. We're gonna finals. have to revisit that. That's just yeah, I, exactly. I definitely, I definitely think he solidifies his argument versus KD all time. I do. I, I have him over KD. Anyway. I have that. Yeah. I think it's a. I think it's a toss-up right now. Like I see both sides, but I feel like that make it tough for an argument for seven. <laughs> okay, I, 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 yeah, that that's definitely fair. Uh, for Tatum, I just think it, you know, it officially places him on a Hall of Fame trajectory. Okay. Okay. You know, yeah. I don't, yeah, he's automatically Hall of Fame. You the best player on the championship team. I, I don't think that you know it's hard to look at him all time wise in the you know what year five right now or six five. Five. Yeah, so it's hard to like put him on an all-time score, but he's definitely on a Hall of Fame trajectory if, if he, you know, ends up being a ch- best player on the championship team and before he hits 25. Like, how rare does that happen? You know what I mean? Like, yeah. think about yeah. the NBA history. Dwayne Wade, maybe. Yeah, it's like, that's uh, D-Wade. Like, that's Magic Johnson territory, D-Wade territory. You got to remember, Michael yeah. Jordan, oh, nothing shit. until 27. LeBron, nothing until 27. Seven. Giannis, Giannis, 25, nothing, 26. Nothing, yeah, nothing to 26, exactly. But you do that at 23, 24, 25, man, that's, uh, that's rarefied air. So Yeah, that's, that's tough. tough. Yeah. <laughs> See, <man. laughs> for sure. Appreciate y'all, boys. It's all good, Thank you for tapping in, bro. Thanks for tapping in, bro. All right, you guys, make sure you follow Addis Kingsborough on Twitter. Myself, JJ Maples 55 underscore MST. Subscribe. Rate to the pod. Um, give us feedback. We appreciate all that. We will be back Monday with a new episode, hopefully preview in the finals. And we will see you guys then. You guys be safe. We are out of here. Peace, y'all.